Good morning. How are you? It's good to see everybody today. Just want to share a little bit before we head down. It's so good to be in Macon, Georgia. First time I've ever been there. And yes, there are black people in Alaska. Yes. So we're grateful to be here today. We thank God for Pastor Mark and the mission team that has come up and blessed our church two years, done a magnificent job. So we're just grateful to be here today. So uh, I just want to share a little bit with you. But uh, first, I want to share a little bit in song just to encourage your hearts today. And everybody knows this song, I'm sure it says, How great is our God. Sing with me, how great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to How great thou art, how great thou art, then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee, how great thou today in uh, 14 minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> I want to share with you just a little bit. If you have your Bible, your phone, uh, turn to Matthew. No, I take that back. We're going to do Luke 10. I have a couple that I'm, I'm praying. I'm like, Lord, you know, because I expect it to be in two places. And uh, so this sermon is just a fresh one, hot off the press. So let's go to Luke 10. Luke 10, and we're going to share just a couple of verses, and we're going to start with verse 38. Luke 10, and if you have it, say amen. Uh, and I share it with the 830 service. If you don't say amen, I'm going to stay here until like 2 o'clock. <laughs> and, uh, you, you know, we're used to a little feedback where I'm from, so uh, it's just like saying, hey, okay, I'm not asleep yet. So we're at Luke 10, starting with verse 38, it says, Now it came to pass, as they went, that he entered into a certain village, and this is Jesus. And a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered, or distracted, about much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, Dost thou not care that my sister had left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful, art anxious, and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary hath chosen that good part, 
which shall not be taken away from her. Lord, we bless you today. We thank you for your word. We know that it is blessed. We pray even now, Holy Spirit, that you would fill me, even now that they would see the, and hear the message and not see the man. So even now, Lord God, get the glory. We pray for transformed hearts today. We pray for soil that is good, that the seed that will be sowed, Lord, that it will even bring a great harvest, a hundredfold, even now in this generation. So in that, we say thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. So in this particular passage, I would like to use for a focal point for a moment, from distraction to attraction. From distraction to attraction. And we know that now in this day and age that everybody's busy. Amen. I mean, I, I, even if you're driving, and I don't know if it's illegal here, but it's illegal in Alaska. If you're driving and texting, you'll get a ticket. But most time when you drive by cars, what do you see? Driving and texting or on the phone. So everybody is busy. It almost amazes me because I'm old that how so many people now feel that they got to be connected to everything. I mean, you got, it's, what is it? It is uh, uh, the fear of missing out. What they call a young folk, woeful, something like that. You know, they got all these little letters and all this different type. Huh? FOMO, fear of missing out. And see, y'all young folks should have knew that. Anyway, so we are, we're so on edge. We got to get every message. You know, what kind of bothers me is when I see somebody that I know that don't really have an important job and they got an earpiece on. Yes, hello, how are you? Like they're the president. You know, and I'm like, dude, you work at like 7-Eleven. So it's like we have to be connected, but we are so distracted. We're so distracted with everything now with cell phones, iPads, and social media. You got 150 channels on your TV. Some of you got 300. But you you're always got to be plugged in. I mean, when is it that you have time to rest? People sleep with their phone in their hand. She said, I don't. <laughs> At least while we're watching. But many people, they are connected all the time. So they're distracted. And as I shared at the 830 service, it says that 95% of the people probably in America believe in God. But 95% of producers and executive producers for, for uh, TV and media are 95% don't believe in God. So guess what? When you're watching TV and you're listening to all of these different types of music, is God being glorified in your life? Is God being glorified? And listen, I have nothing against, uh, uh, you know, great music. You know, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm older now, but, you know, uh, I like rap and, and, and things like that. But, you know, you cannot get consumed with that, young people. You know, because a lot of the lyrics and some of those songs are definitely degrading. And, you know, it's so unfortunate that now even our youth have become hardened to vulgarity. You know, I, I heard, uh, I was watching a movie, and, and it was a little boy, and he was, like, cursing in front of his parents. Man, my mother would still be beating me if I did that. But now the day and age we've become so lax, parents, by allowing, now listen, you can't watch your child every day, don't, I know that, but we have to be able to pour into them. You know, at, at Greater Friendship, and you know, I was sharing this, you know, our youth ministry is somewhat growing, but you know, and, and, and parents don't get uptight about that because people worship in different ways. But oftentimes, 
Children worship like their parents. I'm going to let that soak in for a minute. Children worship like their parents most times. If we have not, the Bible says in Proverbs, train up a child in the way that he should go. When he grows old, he will not depart from it. Now, I've been through, listen, my background, I, I live in Anchorage since 95, but I was in New York for a long time. So the streets and the gangs and the drugs and the jail and all of that, I've lived it. So I understand kind of the, 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 the challenges that some of our youth go through and things of that nature. But, you know, our parents have to be able to lead you and guide you. So as we see this text today in eight minutes, I'm going to share it with you. We see that Jesus has come to a village and he's come to Mary and Martha's house. So the custom at, in those days is that when you came to the house, uh, you had sandals, just kind of like her sandals. Your feet are cool, man. It's all good. I don't see no corns or bunions or nothing like that. But so they would come and they would wash your feet and they would put oil on your feet because you're a traveler. You're walking in the dirt roads. It was no pavement. It was no like Reeboks like my man had. Where's the leader back there? He got on some cold Reebies. I like them. But he, 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 you didn't have that. So what Martha was doing was being a good host. Now, most women understand that, right? People come to the house, you know, you're going to try to make sure that they're doing good. But guess what Mary does? Mary sits at the feet of Jesus. Because you got to understand, you got to have priorities here. And now listen, it was nothing wrong with what Martha was doing. Because many of us would encourage that, right? Hey, you know, if guest comes, I mean, the great example was Pastor Mark and Miss Fran. When I was over there yesterday, they feed me and making sure I was okay. You want some water? And I was like, yeah, I'm cool. You know, I just want to kind of hang out and chill out. So hospitality is great. But when you got Jesus in the house, you might want to stop what you're doing. You know, because he didn't knock on the door and say, hey, man, y'all got dinner? No, he came in to minister. He came in to impart the word of God. He came in to share with that particular household that, listen, you need to hear what I'm saying. Young people, old people, whatever you are, are you sitting before the feet of Jesus? On a daily basis in your spirit, do you give time to the Lord every day? Or do, I mean, many people, you know what the biggest cause of sickness is? Stress. 75% of sickness, they say 75 to 92% is caused by anxiety and stress. We're distracted. We always got to be doing something. And this is what the devil does. When you're not doing something, he's like, hey, you should be doing something. You should be busy. You should be doing. And the Lord is like, no, you shouldn't. You should be resting. You should be sitting at my feet. Getting rejuvenated, not being worried about this and worried about that. This morning I, I preached Isaiah 26 and 3. He that keeps his mind stayed on thee, he'll give him perfect peace. Why? If you trust me. Are you trusting God with your life? Check this out. Parents, are you trusting God with your children? Are you pouring into your children and, and young people? Are you pouring into your peers? Are you a leader or a follower that you'll sway with everybody, whatever they do, I'm doing it. You know, if I go here and it's wrong, I, I'm, I'm going to do it anyway just so I can get some acceptance. Because Martha went against the norm. 
And, and you know, as Christians, we got to go against the norm of society. We got all kinds of devastation happening, mass shootings in schools and neighborhoods. I mean, it's just madness everywhere. But you know what? They are distractions. And we have to understand that we have to walk in the peace of Jesus Christ. Yes, there is a time to grieve, but there's also a time to stand firm and to get up. Sooner or later, you got to get up and dust yourself off and say, Lord, I'm going to make it. Even if you fail, young people, even if you fail, you make a decision and you think God is angry with you. The Bible says that the Lord will never be angry at you ever again, nor rebuke you ever again. It says that in the Old Testament in Isaiah. It says it in the Hebrews. I mean, in Romans. He says that I'll never be angry with you. And people are always thinking that God is mad at me. Like he's surprised when you mess up. He created you. Ephesians says he, he created you and he, before the foundations of the world. He knew you was going to mess up. So it's not like, oh my God, Jerry messed up today. He doesn't do that. He said, I already planned for that. So you know what? Sit at my feet. Hear my word, be encouraged, receive the peace of God that passes all human understanding. Have you ever been in a position whereas everything was going haywire, but the peace of God was in you and people were panicking and fretting and everything, and you're sitting there saying, God has got it. God's going to fix it. The Bible says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? So why are we so fearful in today's society? Why are we so anxious? And the Bible says, it's a command. Do not be anxious. Matthew 6, do not be anxious. It's a command. If God gave you a command, that means he gave you a strength to keep it. He wouldn't tell you anything that you could not do. He will strengthen you. The Bible says, and Paul says in Corinthians, he says, my weakness is made perfect in his strength. So guess what God needs? Now, this is going to sound a little ironic and paradox to you. God needs a lot of weaklings. I know you don't get that. You'll get it on the way home. He needs you to be weak so you can rely on his strength. When you're thinking that you got it all under control, I got it, don't need Jesus, don't need no, I got it. But you need to have a place in your life where you are totally relying on the Lord. With your children, with your finances, with your health. Even today, many of our, 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 our congregation is going through some health issues and things like that. But you know what? The Bible says that we're healed by a stripe. And it says stripe in the Greek, not stripes, because the stripe was literally being beaten. Now, you got to understand he was beat with cat of nine tails. That was like beat his body, didn't have stripes. It was one gash that just laid open. Psalms 22 says that he looked down and he could see his bones. You could see his intestines. Oh, passion of the Christ cannot compare to what Jesus went through. Isaiah 54 says his visage was so bad, his whole total expression, his body was so beaten more than any other man that it was unrecognizable. It was a blob of flesh. And he died for you so that you could have peace, so that you can have joy, so that you will not be distracted. So many of us need to come from distraction, being so busy, 
Be intentional about getting up in the morning, five or ten minutes early, sit silent before the Lord, read a, a scripture, 23rd Psalm is always great, and say a prayer, Lord, who do you want me to minister to today? Don't raise your hands. How many people ask that in the, in the morning? Not many. I, I haven't, I, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. So move from distraction to attraction. Be intentional about being in the presence of God. Lord, we thank you today. We bless you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for your peace and your power. We come right now blessing this congregation. Bless each and every one that's in this place today, God. Lord, you know their problems. Some coming in with secret sins, secret problems. But Lord, you know all things. So we release them unto you today. And Lord, we pray that you would manifest your presence in their life today, that they would know that this word has went forth and it has been sown in good soil. We love you. We bless you. And these people are blessed spiritually, physically, financially in Jesus name. And the church said, amen. amen. God bless you. I love you.